silence my phone. Oh yeah, I should silence mine just in case too. I've already so hear RE2 menu noises. Oh, joke, jokes on you guys. I turn off my notifications all the time. Anyway, guys, welcome to episode 194. <laughs> Sorry, 194 of Big Trouble Little Podcast. Uh, I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm stressed. You're stressed. <laughs> Why are you? Is this that national let's be clown today thing? Another made up holiday? No. I think today was actually like pajama day or some stupid made up bullshit. You sure, just need no. to decide who goes third. No, I, li- I like that b- both of us just go third at the same time. That's two weeks in a row, though. No, that's that's the gimmick now. Okay. Yes, gimmicks. Anyway, uh, we're going to be talking about Zach's pick, the, the Monster Squad. Uh, but before we get into that, guys, what the hell you've been watching, player doing? Uh, we're going to go to stress. So stressed. What have you been watching, playing, or doing? Um, I, right off the hand, I don't even remember what I watch now. Shit. Uh, can can I play a no you? No, I'm just I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> man, I had I don't know what I was watching. Uh, I attempted to watch the Batman yesterday, but that didn't go to plan, so I waited off. I haven't really done much of anything. Work's just been insanely crazy. Uh, a little bit of rock band, just like that's how I get my cardio, which is awful. But yeah, the drums are they can you can get sweaty, so that's that's about all I got. I, I really haven't been on much of anything. I'm on a health streak of, of eleven days in a row in, in the hospital, so yeah. Yeah. Now I know why you're stressed. Uh yeah. So let's move on to Zach. What all you been watching play or doing? Uh I've been uh still playing WWE two K twenty two uh where I where I can. I uh was I I've been picking a little bit at Resident Evil Revelations too. I'm trying to get a good day in, get a real good lick in on it soon. It's rough it's to get through that game. I'm I'm just gonna say <laughs> a little it's, bit rough. Is it I, bad or is it hard? No, it's not hard, and honestly, it's not really bad either. It's just like you're not very motivated to play it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like one of those, you know. I think I get it. It's um, it's it's kind of like, hey, do you remember this lore in Resident Evil? Well, guess what? Here's Barry, and I'm just like, okay, but what are we what are we doing here? Because I like at least with the first one, you were on this ship, and there was like structure to it. But uh, the first one had a more intriguing premise to yeah. kind of get you into it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, this one doesn't. Uh. I've been also still been I picked my reading back up. I'm still reading first volume of Gundam Wing Glory to the Losers. Well, we're halfway through it now. I can say that they've definitely cut out a lot of the uh, the fluff of like the first three or four episodes. Uh, you know where it's like they go to school and a lot of people will complain about. That's one of the biggest complaints about Gundam Wing is it's like the the first ten or so episodes are like boring or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're awkward. Uh, I always thought that was a big exaggeration, but yeah, there are some pacing issues, and they're just like, nope, none of that. All heroes go to school, and all that shit. No, they just like do little brief. There's a page or two pages that show that stuff that's happened, and then it's like right back into the plot. It's just like go, 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 go. Like, um, 
I'm in uh, with Excalibur. I'm starting to get to be about a third through that large trade. <laughs> I can definitely say that it's got a really unique writing style and sense of humor. It really shows that drives home that Chris Claremont is very British, and you, you never would get Chris Claremont is British. But when you read X Men, regular X Men, it doesn't really come across that well. It comes across very well in this one. <laughs> Um, there's there's werewolves. Mojo has werewolves. They're like the these silver monster things, and they like to uh they like to hunt down whatever target he wants. And what they'll do is they'll they'll capture somebody and skin them. They'll they'll take their skin and then they'll basically pose as that person, kind of like a body snatcher thing. Hmm. But they all have they're not just monsters. They actually have personalities and they they talk. It's like weird. <laughs> Does this take place in the Mojo verse? No, this uh-huh. this takes place in the regular six one six canon. But like uh-huh. a character that was from Mojo's universe, because he's not really in our universe. He's like from the future or something, an alternate timeline. Yeah, spills over into that, and that's how Mojo gets involved a, a little bit. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. And that's that's me. It's all I've done so far. All right. Andy, what about you? What the hell you been watching, play, or doing? That same stuff. Still working on Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Still working on Final Fantasy IX. Still working on reading all of Berserk. I ordered the next volume of Berserk, so I'm trucking around along on that. Uh, the only other thing I watched, played, read, whatever worth talking about is I watched uh, on Netflix. Uh, a, I guess it's a John Mulaney comedy special. John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch, and it's like. This conceptual, it's like a, it's framed like it's a children's show and it's got like a bunch of like, hey, we're learning about stuff and oh, what are the differences between these two pictures? And there's like guest stars, but it's all like really fucking weird. And it's funny because the whole thing is kind of like, you know, kind of funny, smirking on your funny, but every once in a while a joke really hits and it's like fucking hilarious, but it's just really bizarre. Like, there's this whole skit about this this little girl who wants to do like a performance for her family, but they're not paying attention. But also David Byrne of the Talking Heads is there <laughs> and he sings it with her. And it's just like for no reason, David Byrne is there. And then he's in it a few more times throughout the show. Like David Byrne's there. And uh, at the end, Jake Gyllenhaal turns up for no reason. And he's like this music guy. And uh, it's, it's bizarre. It's, it's, it's actually kind of short. Uh, if you like, if you like uh, weird concept comedy stuff, I do recommend it. Yeah, it is, it is very weird. It's beautiful it's like house. Sesame Street. It's Sesame Street if everyone involved, including the audience, is on drugs. Yeah, no, it is. It's very like Sesame Street, but they talk about their greatest fears in between skits, and it's all like existential. Like, oh, I don't like, I don't like thinking about that kind of stuff. Like if someone will be like, I'm scared of spiders, and then someone else will be like, I'm scared of the people I love dying. It's like, oh, okay, well, no. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Anything else? That's it. I mean, it, most of my time's been taken. Like if I'm playing a game, it's Final Fantasy. If I'm watching a show, it's been Full Metal Alchemist. All right. Well, on me, uh, I went on a buying game spree. And I bought Squad, uh, which uh, if you listen to the past episodes, if you listen to me talk about Hell Let Loose, which is a World War II simulator game, 
Um, it's kind of like that, but modern weapons. But apparently there's mods where you could be uh, in a battlefield for Star Wars. <laughs> and you could be uh, in a Star Trek universe uh, battlefield and all that stuff. So there's a lot of modding. So I was in Fallujah. Uh, and I was a terrorist, <laughs> so I was guarding, uh, you know, putting IEDs and while the Humvees were coming and get mined, I, we would ambush them. Uh, so we were doing the Fallujah stuff. Uh, I bought a $12 Civil War game uh, called Battle Cry of Freedom. It's on Steam. Um, it's really fun, by the way. <laughs> the... Uh, it's realistic with the muskets and shit where like you shoot once and then you have to like sit there and like reload the fucking weapon. So every time someone takes a shot because they think it's like call of duty, you just see everybody just fucking reloading their uh, musket and then people charging and shit. Uh, I will say if you were not born in the era of Xbox live uh, chat microphones where every word was racism, um, this game is not for you because people on the Confederate side, uh, kind of get a little racy just for the edginess. Um, you know, they say things that you can't say today and <laughs> they say things in this movie we review. You can't say today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they say things that people used to say back then. Yeah. Well, That's all it really, it's what it is. This is a series of words. Yeah. Yeah. It, and then I also was playing this uh, game on Xbox called Flask O Man. Um, it was like two dollars. I bought it. I was like, "Fuck it, let me try it out." It it's like Meat Boy meets Portal, um, where you have to solve puzzles to get out of certain levels and shit. Uh, I thought it was like ten levels because of how much I paid. No, it was like a thousand. Um, and I'm already up to like level like 30 already. So uh, I heard it's the easiest way to get achievements. Uh, another thing I got, what was the other game? Hold on. Bring up my Steam. Bringing it up, bringing it up. Um, That's it. I thought I had more games, but I did buy other games that I didn't play yet. Oh, I. What Darkwood, which is a top-down um, horror game, which I think Zach, I think you would enjoy. It has a creepiness to it a little bit, and if you like over-the-top uh, RPG elements and stuff, Darkwood is a good game. Yeah. What do you mean by over-the-top RPG elements? Uh, kind of like Diablo in a way. Oh, like top. Yeah. I was thinking you meant elements that are implemented in a way that is over the top. Uh, oh, no, like no. Top down. Top down. Okay, all right, all right, I get you. I, get you. I yeah. was like, hey, how? <laughs> like I you got to level up your fingernails? Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> I thought you were, I don't, I'm like, I thought you were truly being a smart ass. I mean, I'm like, wait, it's like, where, where does it go with this? No, I was, I was genuinely confused. Yeah. <laughs> Um, movie wise, I watch a lot of TV shows. I uh went through the torture for another Halo because my dad watches it. Uh, so garbage. I'm not even gonna go into what happened in this episode. You get more ass. You want more ass? You want to see bare Finally. ass on fucking Halo? Well, guess what? Halo TV show is the way to be. You're gonna see a lot of ass. Okay, that's all you need Some to know. asses. This isn't yeah. fair. Yeah, more. Well, you did see like a lady's top of the ass crack, but. 
men, you see the whole ass crack, the whole ass, the whole yams. So um, if you want to see that, uh, that's up to you. I agree with exactly. you. Exactly. Clown. Clown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched Picard. Um, I don't know how this is a TV show. Like, <laughs> well, it's it's an episodic uh piece of entertainment i don't know it's not entertaining anymore it's it's literally like they took the next generation and be like okay uh patrick stewart uh we want you to do more star trek and he's like oh i don't want to leave la and like they just shot everything in la in does he live in la i thought he lived in in the uk uh, apparently he his contract is he, he must shoot only in la (laughs) <laughs> they did, they did that. The- they did that. They did two seasons because they got renewed for a third one, by the way, and that's gonna have every fucking buddy in in next generation except Will Wheaton. Yes, because fuck uh, Crusher. Um, we- so it's like it's like next gen if they hate fucked it. Basically, is what you're saying. Yes, it, like there's things where I'm just like, oh, this is kind of cool because I kind of see where they're going with this, but then it like shoots to Picard and be like him groaning on like we need to do this mission and how much he hates Q. Like, oh fucking Q and there's like cursing now in like Star Trek. Every fucking word is fucking shit. Yeah, I heard that too. Like I've been kind of watching like the, the red letter media reviews for it. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking I want to watch this show. Like I was interested in watching it. But the thing that turned me off of watching it is really small and like really just like on my part pedantic like something i I shouldn't be upset about but i am but he goes to a a bar that i guess guinan is running and it's called 10 forward Mm -hmm. that doesn't make any sense like i I just uh, it's a nostalgia thing because it's like hey guys remember fucking uh picard but why does that I, i don't even like presumably this is being written by committee i'm sure i'm sure there's a lot of people who are getting their fingers in on this and someone would have to realize why that's wrong like why it doesn't make any sense and again i understand that i'm being like pedantic and like oh it's just a show and oh maybe it makes sense for some reason but like the reason it's called 10 forward is because it's the forward part of of deck 10 like that i i don't know it's just like I, I felt like that was the perfect encapsulation of the attitude that the producers of that show take toward it. No, they just don't give a shit. They just love to fuck the Star Trek fans. That's all. They just want to make money. So, and yeah, they they, they like have an established um, intellectual property in Star Trek, but they don't want to make Star Trek. They want to make Star Wars or something else. So I think they're trying to like fit a square peg into a circle hole here. Yeah, because Star Trek is all about thinking your way out of fucking a battle. But, like, battle is your last resort. Star Trek now is kind of like, pew, 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 fuck you, and then talk later. Battles, yeah. People cursing and getting mad and, and screaming in rage and, and beating the fuck out of each other with their bare hands. Yes. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> but anyway, uh, I watched a good show um, that just released on Amazon Prime called Outer Range. It stars Josh Brolin. Um, that's all I know is Josh Brolin in that. But uh, it's good start. Yeah, it's it's about uh, he's a ranch owner. He's struggling with money. He finds this circle in his fucking ranch, just like ominous. It's like really deep. He puts his hand in it, 
and then he like sees the future or whatever uh, and like black stuff seeps into his skin um he becomes venom oh maybe i don't know i haven't got that far <laughs> it could be it could be like a promotion he'd be like josh brolin was thanos now he's venom fuck you tom hardy um <laughs> But <laughs> but no, like weird shit happens. Like another rival rancher is fucking uh, like, I want your land. And his son has like some type of incest homosexual thing going on with the other guy. It's yeah. there's a lot of things going on. I'm like, it's it's interesting because I want to know what's in that hole. So. <laughs> Right, that's yeah. as good a motivation as I can think of. And every time what I hear Josh Thanos? Brolin, I think of Thanos because he fucking talks like Thanos in this show. Or Thanos, Thanos talks, talks like Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yes. You're exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I recommend it. Um, that's all I did, by the way. So let's get into the movie. Zach, you chose the Monster Squad. You chose your theme for a horror. I mean, there was some. Ho- horror characters but like this was awesome i just gotta say i'm gonna show my hand right away in the beginning yeah, uh, or you go ahead no i was gonna say in the beginning i was kind of like all right this is kind of like very 80s kids and stuff and then like it dies off and it just gets awesome and there you go yeah it's like it's not really like hard horror it's like, like it's, it's it really is horror comedy there's horror stuff in it mm-hmm. but it's more comedy. Like the best way to describe this movie is like Stand by Me with Goonies, but with monsters in it, like classic movie monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until the monsters turn up, this movie feels almost exactly like Goonies to me. Yeah, and uh, I had never heard of this movie before until like a few years ago when one of my buddies was like, "Dude, have you ever seen Monster Squad?" And I'm like, "No, what is that?" And he told me, he's like, I know you'd love this movie. We're going to watch it. I'm like, okay. And he was right. I loved it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, part of it's the the horror element in it. It's There's a lot of references to some of those old monster movies in it, not just with the monsters being in it, but there's certain scenes, uh, the way they shoot things or whatever, that are, like, sh- straight-up callbacks to, like, uh, scenes from some of those old movies or something. Like, uh, when, oh, what, what's Sean's sister's name? I can't remember her name. Phoebe. Yeah. Yeah. Like when she's sitting there at the lake and then Frankenstein's monster shows up, that's like one of the last scenes in the original Frankenstein, the universal horror movies when he like walks to the lake and that little girl's there. Um, there's another shot. This one's more obscure. Uh, like when, there's that plane that's transporting like the crates full of the monsters in them somehow. Like <laughs> it doesn't matter how, why they're there. That's not what this movie's about. It's just it, so it's like don't look too deeply into the plot of this movie because you're like missing the point of it really. Mm. Um, there's this freight uh, like company is like hauling a freight full of monster crates. And some guy hears a noise in the back, and then it's Dracula. He's he's there to get his his monster friends, and they all drop off because he like he tries to drop Dracula out of the plane, but he just floats and turns into a bat, and flies away. When the crates land, though, they land in this lake, somewhere, mm-hmm. this marsh, 
and it looks a lot like there's a the hammer version of the mummy uh they lose like a sarcophagus that has the mummy in it or whatever and it somehow lands in this fucking lake and it's almost exactly like that <laughs> they dredge this crate from like the uh the lake and it's like that that's how they find the mummy mm-hmm. um so if you're like if you're really into like the old horror movies you'll see a bunch of little things here and there that that are make references to that kind of stuff it's very rewarding like you said like the biggest one is if you've seen the original universal frankenstein that scene where she's sitting by the lake and and frankenstein's monster approaches her that makes that scene very suspenseful if you've seen that original movie yeah which you know if you haven't then it's just like oh this monster is approaching this little girl and that's still some suspense but if you know what has what what is supposed to have have happened, it's just a, it you know it doubles down. I like that a lot. Like the movie is really rewarding if you watch that old stuff. But if you've never seen any Universal horror movie, uh, this movie's still great. It's still it's still good old Goonies good time. Oh yeah. Um, and then like as as for the plot, it's it's basic stuff. It's like uh, it's kind of like Dubs is saying. It's very eighties and how we mentioned like it's kind of like Goonies or Stand By Me. It's a lot. It's really about these kids and uh, they have like a little uh, a club. They call it like the monster club at first. And it's just, I don't know. They hang out in a tree house and they, they like to a- ask each other questions. It's kind of like what kids used to do before when you talk about comic book shit. Yeah. Oh, do you think Wolverine could beat up uh, Green Lantern? Like stuff like that. <laughs> you th- do you think the Wolfman could defeat uh, the Gil, Gil Man? Like, I don't know. Does Wolfman drive a car? Uh, he can't drive a car. He doesn't know how, but he has pants. That means he's a man. That means he would know how to drive a car. <laughs> I think um, I think my favorite part of like how they introduce the monsters in like the present time in the 80s is cool because like <laughs> the first thing about the werewolf and shit, like I'm a werewolf and they're like all fighting with all the cops and shit and he sees the full moon and like the cop you know, shoots the werewolf. Um, I thought that was interesting. Then, like the the mummy being, uh, you know, gone from the museum, you know, with the they're like interrogating the security guy. Like, did you hear anything? Yeah, I hear fine. And they're like, you hear fine. Mummies just don't up and walk. And then the transition of the mummy in the street, walking away. <laughs> yeah. So I I enjoyed that. I was like, oh, it was pretty neat. Um, because. I don't know. It's just how the 80s and 90s do shit in these type of movies that are just like, it's fun how they introduce. This movie's heavily steeped in that 80s kind of comedy like snappiness, like the scene transitions, like the the style of of the writing, the stuff that they do. And the transitions especially are kind of funny in this. Mm -hmm. Um, There's several like that's just one of them you mentioned there with the, the mummy. One of my favorites is like when they're trying to um, figure out like it's like when Sean gets that his his mom buys that weird Van Helsing diary from like a, a garage sale or some shit, mm-hmm. and then he's it's like I can't read this. This is German, and they're like we have to figure out how to read this because there's like monsters. I heard my dad talking the other night, and th- we might need to use our monster expertise to like defeat these monsters. And they're trying to make this plan. There's a creepy German guy that lives in a house. They're all afraid of him because they think he might be a Nazi or something. I don't know. <laughs> Ironically, he was a Holocaust survivor. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick. 
I like the movie. I'll give my very quick summary. That was really funny. I hate that I didn't have it in my childhood. Um, I had I an emergency either. at the hospital. I have to I have to fly uh, this kid out to a children's hospital, so I need to go. All unfortunately. Right, man. Yeah, well, sorry, guys. It's already all, crashed for me, but you guys have fun. It's all good. Uh, lives matter more than our podcast, just, just so you remember that. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Later. Um, I, it's going to fuck up my cameras. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I'll fix that soon. Uh, I'm going to be real dark here with my humor. With the part where he goes... With the kids are like, oh, mister, you really know about monsters. He's like, maybe I do. And he like, and like, pants to the fucking death. Damn. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, that's like some real extreme stuff. Because, oh, you really do know a lot about monsters. And he says, yeah, I do. And then they give you that shot. And it's it's the kind, it's the like perfect for that kind of a movie. Because presumably there are children watching this movie. Children aren't going to know what that is. But there's not going to be a real hard mommy, daddy, what's that mean moment. It's just the parents are going to get it. The kids won't. Yeah. And the and the kids won't know to ask about it. And, and something else interesting, uh, if you're paying attention when they're in his house, if you look in the background, there's like a menorah and something else in the background. Like you, you kind of you start putting it together if you're looking. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they also had good transition where like after they go to his house to ask him like, hey, can you read this book? And. He's like, your time is up. And he's got like a knife <laughs> for more pie. And then he starts cutting some pie. It's like they've all had like cherry pie. They're drinking Pepsi and they're hanging out. And it's like, this guy's cool. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, it's like when they're figuring all that stuff out after they they start getting their diary translated, it's like they need to find a version. It, it shows like, oh, what the hell's the dude's name? Rudy. Yeah. He's like a he's like a teenager or something that they kind of hang out with. And then like that, the, the one kid goes to him. I think it's, it's not Eugene. He was Patrick. Yeah, it was Patrick. He's like, uh, he's like, Rudy, do you know any virgins? He spits out this Pepsi he's eating. Like that was the scene. It was just like three seconds. <laughs> but the individual just- kids are weird. Like there's, uh, uh, Eugene is the real little kid, right? Yeah. He's a little kid with the beagle. Yeah, his his uh his personality trait is that he's the youngest. Fat kid's personality trait is that he's fat. He's fat nerd. And then the other ones are like one of them, his dad is a cop, and one of them has a hot sister. And it's like that's their traits. It's like like it's kind of hard to tell a couple of them apart sometimes. One's a leader, the other's like the he's kind of like his second in command, his right hand man. He's the, the those two kids always hang out. It seems like and. Yeah, then there's Sean's sister, who's always, you know, the little tag-along younger sibling. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wait. <laughs> that was another one of my favorite scenes. It's like when she befriends Frankenstein's monster, and then they show up, and then she's like, guys, guys, listen to me. She bites his hand. He's like, oh, what? God, look. And then it's, it's, it's him. And then they freak out and run away. And she's like, guys, don't be chicken shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just never expect that. It always makes me laugh out loud. By the way, Frankenstein's monster is uh, Kane from Robocop 2. Tom Noonan. Um, and oh, shit, I, he is. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Kane. Where is Kane? But uh, he was good. Um, I liked the, the chemistry a little bit between him and Phoebe. Phoebe was fucking hilarious throughout the whole film. Um, yeah. Every time she was on screen, I was like, I want more of her on screen. Uh, the other kids, it, sometimes I was like, 
liking it, but other times I was just like, shut up. Like, I feel like they could have, like, got a better, uh, Rudy, uh, the, 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 uh, the kid with the leather jacket. I feel like they could have got somebody better. I don't know. He didn't, he didn't, uh, gel well, uh, gel well with me, so. I thought he was fine for what his role was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like they start putting together a plan to try to take out these monsters because if we don't, nobody else will. And they make their own cards to hand out that they're the monster squad. Mm. At the same time, like Dracula is trying to find the amulet so he can use it to fucking the creatures of the night will rule the world. Oh no. I what I like about this is like you would think this is a kids movie, but then you have Dracula like lift up Phoebe and like you bitch, and I was <laughs> yeah, the, like every once in a while there's like flashes of like that's way too adult for this movie I think like, yeah a couple a couple of people straight up die and there's a little bit of language like he says you bitch and they drop the f slur twice like right off the bat in this movie yeah. well i guess in the yeah. 80s it wasn't as big of a deal possibly but still i think it goes back to like this is a trait a lot of those 80, 80s movies had with like that had like kids in them or like teenagers or whatever is like that felt real the way they talk it didn't feel artificial uh the way that they would be written a lot of the time mm-hmm. um cuz that that's like what happens when you watch Stand By Me or, or Goonies. It's like this doesn't feel like fans. It feels like yeah, this feels like genuine, like dialogue, like how people interact with each other back then. Um, just like yeah, the the, the bullies bullying the fat kid, and dropping the the other f bomb on him and stuff. <laughs> um, geez, what what else? I forgot all about that thing where like Dracula uses dynamite through this movie. <laughs> dynamite chilla. Hey, r- running gag with my my buddy Bryce and I would call him Dynamite Chilla. <laughs> it's, it's basically what is the most memorable thing about his, his his version of Dracula is he he blows people up with dynamite. That scene where he's just like pissed off and he just goes and blows up their 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 clubhouse. Like, they're not even there. He's just pissed. And he just drives over to their house and throws a stick of dynamite there and blows it up. I fucking love that scene. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it's hysterical. And right before it, like, like I the, I think the hardest I laughed at this movie was they were like, it was a black hearse. Uh, and the, 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 the head ornament is like a silver skull. And I was like, that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Dr- Dracula drives a magical black hearse with a silver uh, skull uh, uh, hood ornament. That's ridiculous. I love it. <laughs> it great. That, that made me that la- made me laugh my ass off though when he did that thing where he, he bombed the clubhouse out. He just walks there dead serious, pissed, throws dynamite in, into the fucking treehouse, boom, and he says, "Meeting adjourned." <laughs> he walks away from the explosion. Dracula's Dracula's dropping one liners while he walks away from explosions. It's- it's too cool. uh, and then he kills a cop with dynamite. Dude. Yeah, he kills that cop. Like I was like, oh my god, that cop's just dead now. Dude, it was hilarious because like he's having a hard time to get out of a fucking car. <laughs> and then he like blows up and shit. Oh man. And then like the hesitation, like did Dracula just blow up a clubhouse and then blow up this cop car? And then like the dad was like, I guess I'm gonna shoot, and then obviously the bullets go through Dracula. Um 
and then <laughs> goes away as a bat. Dude, like the ending scene, like the ending battle was just like fucking out of this world. It's uh, crazy. I I never laughed so hard when like the 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 chick that they kind of like fucking blackmailed because uh, they're like they needed a virgin or whatever. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Uh, which it got creepy a little later when they were like, yeah, the girl, the little girl, you're a virgin, right? Like, yeah, of course, she's a child. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's not creepy. It's just when you hear virgin, your brain thinks, oh, like, you know, someone, an older woman who has not had sex yet. No, literally, just a, a virgin, like a little girl. Of course, a little girl's a virgin. Like, they should have thought about that. It's just your brain. They count on the fact that your brain works that way and that you're too dumb to realize that. Mm -hmm. But you know, in the movie, they realize it and it saves the day. Yeah, but I, I laugh so hard when <laughs> you're like, are you really a virgin? And she's like, well, that guy doesn't count. And they're like, motherfucker. Oh, no, <laughs> <Christ."> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, uh Real quick, did you guys? I was really proud of myself because I figured this out on my own. Did you guys notice where the final scene takes place? That Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. it's a courthouse square. I thought it oh. looked familiar because I was like, that set looks awfully uh, familiar to Back to the Future. I just never looked it, anything up. No, it it literally is. It's uh, it's it's Universal Studios shot like a million movies there. All the Back to the Futures use it. Gremlins used it. This movie used it. No wonder it seems so familiar. Yeah, it's the exact same place. Huh. Horace was cool. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Well, that's Fat Kid, Horace. That's, yeah. that's what they say. Like the, the final battle in the town, a bunch of stuff happens. <laughs> it's like you got Sean's dad chasing Dracula and chasing him into a bit like he 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 drives up to like where they're at standing out there and he just like shoots while he's driving he sees dracula as a bat and he shoots, shoots him out, him of, out of the air while driving and i was like this guy's a bad motherfucker jesus <laughs> christ <laughs> <laughs> he like runs into the building where he like crashed through a window and he's like half transformed from a bat which was cool mm -hmm. um by the way yeah props to the uh the transformations like the wolfman transformation in this movie is probably like one of the best ones and like next, a practical effect perhaps next to an american werewolf in london but yeah it's probably second or third place yeah and uh and, and the gill man suit prosthesis whatever the gill man looks fucking cool in this movie it's a yeah. great suit. it's not a transformation which is what you're talking about i know but man it looks good also like this is a detransformation i like how they took care of the mummy oh yeah it's <laughs> just they were just driving away and uh Rudy had stolen like a bow and arrow, like a uh, quiver, and made some stakes in shop class, which is also where he made silver bullets. It was funny. They stole a bunch of silverware. And he smelted it down and made, made fucking bullets somehow in shop class. Luckily, he made the proper caliber. He knew. He knew it would be 38 special. He got the right <laughs> primer and everything. You know, honestly, a thought did occur to me just now. He, it shows him making more than one, but he only pulls out one round at the end of the movie. It's possible he made like several calibers and he just had them all on him that would actually be pretty smart maybe i'll i'll, I'll i like that i'll assume that well that leads to one of my favorite one-liners though is he shoots the wolf man the guy's like oh thank you and he goes only one way to kill werewolf <laughs> like, this is only one way to kill werewolf <laughs> like they're driving away in that jeep and the the creepy german guy's jeep and the mummy is like he's grabbed onto the back of it 
And then like, oh shit, what do we do? And like Rudy like ties some of his wrap to an arrow and shoots it at a tree. And it starts unraveling him. And he just gets unraveled. That's how he just gets taken out of the movie. He gets unraveled into nothing. Hmm. I'm like, well, I guess, yeah, honestly, if you just unraveled a mummy, that would pretty much disable it, right? Because you just fall apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I I really thought, because, like, this is comedy, like, when Horace had the shotgun, I'm like, oh, he's going to shoot it and, like, I don't know, maybe fly through the store where the uh, bullies are. Because I was like, I was, I was like thinking maybe that comedy sense is going to happen. We're like, oh, he's a fat kid. He's being dumb. And he like shoots the shotgun and he like holds it pretty well. Shoots fucking Gilman or whatever uh, creature that is. Uh, And he looked badass. And then when the, when the bullies came out, he's like, thanks fat kid. He's like, my name is Horace. He talks the shotgun. It's like, yes. (laughs) Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I really liked when yeah the the dad ran in up there and he, he saw Dracula halfway transformed. He was like, "I'm gonna fuck kill you." Then the werewolf comes in and kind of fucks that whole plan up. Then Sean's there. And then he, he kind of helps, and then he like has dynamite. He was gonna blow Dracula up with, so instead he like shoves it in the wolf man's pants and just shoves him out of a window and he explodes. I okay. I got a question. I forgot all about that. I don't know if this is a continuity error or I don't know werewolf lore. His body yeah. blew up into pieces, correct? It did, and then he reformed. Okay. So I was like, because I don't know werewolf. I don't like his body parts were like blown to pieces that he's dead. <laughs> he had an extra guy. He respawned. They <laughs> made an offhand comment somewhere in the movie about like how werewolves are almost indestructible. You have to kill him. He's like, there's only one way to kill a werewolf. And, so what Andy was talking about when he shot him with the bullet. Only one way. Yeah. Uh, um, I like the callback. Now, in the beginning, that was Van Helsing, right? Yeah. 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 That was like 1887 or whatever the fuck, and that stuff happened, and like they were trying to send them to the, the, the hell vortex where all the evil dwellers will stay forever. Yeah, I... <laughs> that... Just to like roll back a little bit to the beginning, like when he's yelling with that that girl to read faster, I was getting annoyed at him yelling. I was like, "Dude, just shut up and let me try to read this," because like they're all under stress, obviously. But you know, he's he's yelling, and he's like, "Faster, faster, faster!" You gotta hurry. Yeah, he's gonna get you. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like eventually they all all the monsters are defeated except dracula and then he's just like walking to the kids he's just beating up cops on the way not even like stopping mm-hmm. and he picks up phoebe he's like give me that you bitch <laughs> and then and but, oh good and then she finally got the phrasing down from the the book and then opened up that portal and shit and like everybody's going in there like people were being pulled uh into that hole um, uh, I I want to give the comedy like uh, like what really got me is like after like all the monsters are dead, like you see a sol- well you see a tank first and then you see all the soldiers come <laughs> like it's like motherfucker you guys are too late. I love that yeah it's a callback to like when Eugene wrote that letter he's like writing a letter to the army he's like please come help there are monsters come quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they well, actually do. <laughs> and he's like, "Where's 
Where's Eugene? We heard there was monsters here. What the Sam Hill's going on? <laughs> mm-hmm. I uh, I thought they were coming to like I don't know tell everybody like this is uh, under government control. You can't say anything. What happened? Like Area Fifty One shit. And uh, no, they just came late and they were for Eugene and stuff. Uh, I don't know. I I found it hilarious. Uh, but I overall. Uh, and then we'll get you guys uh, final thoughts. But overall, I had fun. Like I in the beginning. I was like, all right, this is going to be like a ordinary kids horror, maybe some slapstick comedy. But no, like it really picked up near the end. And I was like, this is badass. <laughs> like I had fun watching this movie. This, this movie's like terribly underknown and underrated. Like I don't understand why this movie isn't like super uber popular. And it's coming around in recent years. That's a, there's a whole documentary about it now called Wolfman's, Wolfman's Got Nards. But it's still not... It's still not where it should be, in my opinion. It's still kind of a cult movie. And real, real quick side, some some other gag I really liked, and this movie made reference to it is like Eugene's dog, uh, Pete. He's always wherever like they're at, and it's like he's up in the treehouse, and then I think Rudy's like, "How'd that dog get up here anyway?" Yeah, I love that. I love that line. And then they don't. <laughs> the scene just ends. It's like when they, they he finds the trap door in the, the weird house that and they, they go down to like the basement where like the am- amulet is. They fell, but it doesn't show the dog falling and, and Pete's just there with them. <laughs> it's like he it's like he no clipped through the floor and he's just there. <laughs> um yeah, uh this is when this movie came out though, it was like a financial failure. It didn't do good. I don't know why. Maybe it just didn't have good marketing or it had weird marketing because it seemed like a lot of movies had come out back then and like the marketing department couldn't make heads or tails of how to like sell it to anybody. Big Trouble in Little China is what you're talking about. Yes. There's multiple cases of that happening back then where it's just like that's one of the more prominent ones. And I feel like like this. The poster for this movie makes a call as if it were Ghostbusters. And it is funny. The movie's funny, but it's not really... Because uh, what's... Uh, uh, you know who to call when you have ghosts, but who do you call when you have monsters? Yeah. So, so that right there, that's kind of misleading. Like, I get it. I get what they're going for, but there's a better way to portray this movie. It's got, like, kind of the Goonies thing going on, but there's also, like, some genuine scary moments. And, like, I don't know. I, I Like, if I had to choose how to market this movie, I'd have a hard time doing it. Yeah, it's I get well back then people were making like more genre fusions of, of stuff that you wouldn't really get back then. Like you wouldn't have got a movie like this probably in the seventies or sixties or whatever. Um but it kind of came around like on home release and rental, and that's where it slowly built its cult status. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think rental really helped this movie. Uh-huh. But I like this movie a lot. It's great. It's one of my favorite eighties movies. Super it's a super eighties film uh i like the music in it too like the monster squad theme so so good it's going in my my october playlist it has that weird uh when when uh when they're like getting ready the training montage just that song about like dancing until you pass out or your heart stops or something what the hell is that though that's weird (laughs) i don't know it's just supposed to be 80s pop i guess supposed to make like michael jackson or some bullshit or whatever but yeah very strange yeah, the soundtrack like didn't pick up until literally that training montage like in the beginning it was just like 
I don't know, ordinary shit that you see in like kids shows and stuff. And then it, like it got into the the 80s pop and rock songs later on. Yeah. Which got me recommend. pumped. <laughs> yeah, recommend, recommend for me. Yeah, recommend for me as well. Andy, what about you? Yeah, of course I recommend it. I love this movie to death. Um this isn't uh just I, I really like to point out uh links from what we're talking about to movies we've done before uh, we saw another movie directed by this director we all hated it uh fred decker the director of this movie directed and uh wrote the screenplay for robocop 3 oh <laughs> damn <laughs> i guess that's where the tom noonan comes in i guess a little bit robocop uh that was robocop 2 though yeah i, I don't know. know i don't i don't know if he worked on that at all or but uh just something else I, I found out just researching that aspect is uh, uh, the writer of this movie wrote the Lethal Weapon movies, which is really cool. Uh, the first Lethal Weapon came out the same year. So this guy had the Monster Squad and Lethal Weapon in the same year come out. Pretty cool for him. Um, Shane Black is his name. And he, of course, wrote it. And he worked on the script with Fred Decker. And then they, uh, I guess they're both still in Hollywood working because in 2018, the predator came out that the, the predator um sequel I, I never saw it myself but they reverse roles uh, fred decker wrote it and shane black directs that movie interesting mm. just, just yeah i just thought that was interesting i just thought it was worth bringing up but yeah these two guys are still still bouncing around hollywood oh he he, he did consulting producing for star trek enterprise that's interesting too. Yeah, yeah, he's like he's got a lot of like weird miscellaneous all over the place credits i, I just i was having having a good time just going down the IMDb hole before we recorded. Mm. Well, yeah. Um, obviously, Chaz, in the beginning, he said that he enjoyed the movie, so I'm guessing he recommended it next week. Uh, we'll, we'll ask him really quickly like what his favorite parts are before we, uh, we talk about our next movie. And Andy, what's the next movie you're going to be talking about next week? I thought about all kinds of movies that have like some depth or like an interesting backstory or what but as far as comedy goes like i just gotta follow my heart on this one i just want to watch the blues brothers again i love that movie and it turns out at least zach hasn't seen it i don't know i think everyone else has seen it maybe i, I don't know but oh you haven't mm -mm. okay double exciting then i fucking love this this is one i mean this is i i've watched this movie so many times i'll watch it again i could watch it every month until the day i die i think <laughs> it's fun. I'm looking forward to it, but everyone go watch Blues Brothers for God's sake. Don't watch Blues Brothers 2000 though. <laughs> I remember, <clears throat> I remember when Blues Brothers 2000, like the advertising for that shit, uh, happened, and then like people saw the movie and they're just like, "This is not as good as the original." I uh, I saw Blues Brothers 2000 in theaters because my dad was super excited to see it. Oh uh, no! Yeah, he was like, "Really? Oh, I can't wait!" Because uh, he always really loved the Blues Brothers, and he showed it to my sister and I kind of at a young age. Like there were jokes in that movie I didn't get at first when I was when I first saw it, and as I grew up, I got more of the movie all the time. Uh, I guess um, I think I'm remembering this right. I think he said that he and my mother saw it on one of their first dates or something. I don't know, some, something, some connection to it that made him love it all the more or something. So we watched it a lot growing up. Cool. So remember to watch Blues Brothers and then come back and then we'll talk about it. Before we end the show, we have some news that matter to us or news that we care about. Um, 
I only have one news uh, quickly. Um, since MGM uh, was bought by Amazon, um, there is another franchise that is owned by MGM, and that is Stargate. Uh, and there is talks about a new Stargate TV show uh, star on Amazon. Uh, and the person who originally wrote Stargate SG-1 has already written a pilot, and apparently... Rod, uh, McKay from Stargate Atlantis, he's the doctor, the Canadian doctor in Stargate Atlantis. He's going to be in that show if it gets greenlit. So if you're a fan of Stargate, uh, get hype because we might be getting, uh, and they said it's a sequel to all the series that happened. So you're not getting like a reboot or a remake. So excitement. Um, Andy, did you have any news? No. No. I know Zach did. So, Zach, hit me with the news. Okay. So, uh, first, got some gaming news items. First was, uh, it had leaked that Sega's working on new installments of Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi. Yeah. And they're going to have big budgets and stuff. They're going to be, like, fully-fledged games. Yeah. And that's really exciting. Um... I wasn't as big a fan of the Jet Set series. I'm not saying I dislike it. I just couldn't really get into it or anything. But I understand a lot of people really like that. And it's I, there is some weird nostalgic appreciation of it for me because it's such a... Like, when you think of the Dreamcast, it's like one of the first games you'll think of or something. I, uh... Weird, weirdly, I do love that series, but I always think about Jet Set Radio Future on the Xbox. That's the game I played a lot when I was younger. Yeah, that's that's another one that was pretty popular back then. Um, this is cool, and this is apparently part of uh, Sega's super game plan, which is, I guess, they're just like, we should try to make big games again, like more than just Yakuza or like the next Sonic game. And hopefully, this works. This works out, and they're they're good. I just want I just want t- Crazy Taxi to have more offspring in it. Um, I think they've been testing the waters for years because they did like the Panzer Dragoon remake remaster or whatever they did streets of rage 4 yeah they did sonic uh mania they've been like so you guys do want these old stuff right everyone's been like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. give me give me and then yeah. like, oh, okay now we'll, we'll put some real money in it this time we'll do it for real this time so i think i think i think it worked i think us buying all the tiny games has finally sent the right message do you think yeah, they, virtual go ahead do you think they'll microtransaction the shit out of them um, I think yeah, Sega I doesn't usually do that. They don't, but they've cited like Fortnite as an inspiration for some of these projects. Mm. So it's going to depend on like what the game is. I think live service. Determine. Yeah, they're going to try to do a live service game at some point. I I think it just depends on who in Sega is going to work on it because you do have that section of Sega that made that shitty uh, crazy taxi cell phone money grab game, brother. But they they also have you know Rio Co I can't I don't know how to pronounce it makes all the Yakuza games and the Judgment games like you know they, they aren't full of microtransactions they aren't full of like nonsense those are well well reviewed games fans like them so I, I think I think Sega has studios that run the gamut and it really depends on who it's going to be handed off to mm-hmm. I think and, it'll depend on the game too and they're still working with like Yozu. Uh, 
uh, Kushiro, whatever the guy's name is, the guy who does the music for Streets of Rage and a bunch of other things. Like, they, they brought them all like back in, and they're still doing stuff for them. So I don't know. That, I don't. I think it could work out. My my problem with people trying like is a lot of people do that. Uh, oh, we're trying to do the Fortnite uh, formula. I'm like, one, you're never gonna do that because what they did with that game Fortnite is they took a game that was just literally shit where it was just like oh you you're gonna have to do waves of zombies and stuff and then that's the multiplayer battle royale came out and people were more into that than the actual game what it was in the beginning and then they expanded on that look you have marvel stuff you have resident evil stuff you have uh street fighter stuff you have rick and morty and all that stuff so it's easy to make a live service because you could literally do anything with that game now, when when you have like games like Halo and you have other games that are trying to do live service, and they say, "Oh, we're gonna do you know free to play," okay, well then show us your roadmap, and then you don't have a roadmap because you think, "Oh, because you know this franchise is live service that people are just gonna buy the shit out of our microtransactions because you want to look good, you gotta pay good." Or at least grind good if you want the cool armor and stuff. So when I hear other companies saying we want to do the Fortnite thing, I it rolls uh, like, yeah. I feel like they're just gonna give us a shit launch. We're just like, here's a taste. They give us like a sample, and here's what you can expect in the game. But you don't get that until you wait two to three years until it finally happens. So I don't know. I know Sega has a good uh, track record, um, but I, I think they should just stick to building a game, waiting till the game is fully done, then release it. Not be like, well, here's the bare bones and this is what it could be. You just have to wait for it. No, I don't want... I, I don't like that, but I know people are going to buy it anyway because they're just going to buy the shit out of all the the cosmetics that come out and shit. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We don't even know if either of these games will have that kind of a uh, infrastructure to it anyway. Uh, I was going to say, I don't know that either of these really lend themselves to that kind of a design necessarily. Yeah. I mean, if they, if they figure out a way to do it, they would be doing something new, I guess. Uh, Question mark. It's kind of, it's kind of a good thing. Dubs is here though, because like when I hear Sega is going to make a new game based on old properties, I just immediately am like, that sounds great. I love it. Like I, you know, the pessimist in me is, is shut up for a while, but if it's any other, if it was like Capcom or something, I'd be glad to know about this. Capcom's probably going to do a bunch of bullshit. So, you know, it's good <laughs> here to be like, all right, guys, we don't know what's going to happen yet. They might suck. Well, I, feel- I, mean, I generally try to be cautiously optimistic. Yeah. 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 That's, mm. that's, that's how I try to be. Well, you know, the one, like, I'm trying not to think negative, but, like, I just got bit in the ass by Halo, and you could watch me. Oh, yeah. So, like, I was hyped for Halo, and then they just kind of stabbed me in the back. Um, But the thing, when you you hear about, like, Crazy Taxi, and and you think of live service, I always think of, well, if I was a Crazy Taxi, wouldn't it be cool if I had, like, uh, a certain car from a certain movie, like... uh, the ectoplasm car or from ghostbusters like you would drive that around and you would have to pay for that or grind for that so like when it comes to that stuff i kind of go i roll my eyes because i'm like oh they could cash grab by just you know putting cosmetics on the taxi so i don't know 
it's possible. I don't, again, it, that was just mentioned in passing, talking about their uh, Super Games initiative internally that's going on in Sega. Crazy Taxi uh, Battle Royale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you, though. I, I, I don't like that everybody's trying to chase that Fortnite dragon. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of when everybody was trying to chase the, the WoW dragon mm-hmm. and nobody could ever just get hit it like that they're not going to studios went bankrupt left and right there for like a five-year period just because they were all like this is going to be the wow killer it's new wow the same thing happening here uh it's like square enix is has lost their ass on that uh, marvel avengers game trying to do the same fucking thing and they've pretty much just gotten to the point where they're they're just about to write it off they're like we can't save this it's just it's fucked it's a loss (laughs) and what was that studio that uh cliff was starting uh-huh. yeah yeah and they had a knockoff as well and and like now it's just it's just gone like all those people just lost their jobs <laughs> what was that paladins i can't remember at all no it's, like, it's a game like that but i can't remember the fucking name of it it was but t- they had there were like vending machines and a bunch of other dumb stuff and an open world nonsense world yeah it was a battle royale like the game was simple shooter it was a online shoot. I forgot the name of it, but I remember it was supposed to be an online shooter kind of thing, kind of like an Unreal Tournament or a Quake kind of game. And because people are lame these days now, because everybody wants to play Battle Royale, nobody played his game. So what he did is he turned that game into a Battle Royale, and he started getting some traffic until people were just like, this is, Fortnite's better, I'm just going to go play Fortnite. And they just left Radical it. Heights. Yeah. Because yeah. at first he tried to make <coughs> he tried to make an Overwatch knockoff. That's yeah. what you were thinking about, Zach. Yeah. And yeah. then and then they're like, oh, Overwatch isn't the new hotness, it's Fortnite now. And they like switched gears to make uh Radical Heights. And it was like a huge piece of shit because it was obviously rushed. And everyone was like, Man, I thought you had talent. What the fuck's going on? And then the studio folded and he was like, Well, I'm not gonna make games for a while. I'm gonna like think about this and like you know, try some some private contemplation stuff it's like, no dude you failed you fucked up this sucks because you made so much great stuff and then you do this you you chase trends twice and bankrupt the studio come on just admit that you fucked up yeah chasing the 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 big trend is damned if you do damned if you know in this case with the, the battle royale this is a different f- from the whole wow mmo thing mm-hmm. uh but yeah i digress yeah. the next piece i have has to do with wwe 2k22 where they've been consistently patching this game uh since it's come out and that's not to say it's 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 broken or, or something it's it, it's had some bugs couple of issues here and there but like i'm giving them props because they're consistently working on it after it's come out and they i have seen visible changes in the game like it's not just like Stuff that you don't <laughs> notice in the background that gets fixed or something. Um, this time though, they they released like a pretty sizable patch that's like doing all kinds of different stuff. Uh, they added the full NXT 2.0 arena with supporting broadcast packages. Oh shit! So it's got it's got it's got NXT 2.0 commentary, and I guess you can use it in my GM mode. You can use the NXT 2.0 shit. That's cool. That's so yeah. Uh, they added game-wide options for graphic settings on PC. 
which I, that's cool. I don't know why I didn't have that to begin with. That's just a standard fucking feature for PC games usually. Listen, don't don't get me started on like on standard fucking features and fucking development of games because Battlefield 2042 didn't launch with a fucking scoreboard. And so, <laughs> are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for that outburst, but I, I genuinely can't believe that. <laughs> They're doing, I, I don't know if they're doing this on purpose. Like, game developers are now just like taking out simple things that we've had since 10 years ago and be like, oh, we're going to put that in our next season of our roadmap. And I'm like, no, that, that, that should have been there day one. <laughs> what? You don't need to know your score. Like, you've only ever wondered what your score was since you could play Doom online. What the fuck do you want to know now? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, they've, it fixed some more like stuff with moves or uh, sounds and things that that's something that was always really frustrating about some of these older releases is sometimes like you go through like a move list and you're making your, you're making your custom move list and you know, some moves don't work right. Mm-hmm. Either they don't make a sound at all, which really sucks. Cause it takes the, it takes the entire impact out of the move and you just, you don't even want to use it. It's like, that's, that's basically a, a blank space. Mm-hmm. that'd be like imagine watching wrestling and it's like you can't really hear what's happening it's, it's <laughs> like you can hear noises but you can't hear when they hit the mat or something like imagine that imagine how unsatisfying that is yeah because you want to hear the power of the impact and you're just like it's nothing um yeah before you continue it more like i think a reason why they're like actually patching it and keeping up with the work is because people actually love the game. It's it's a good rounded game, and like po- top streamers are now streaming it every fucking like week now, so it's like gaining a lot of traction. So they're like, oh shit, we hit, you know, we we hit a gold mine, <laughs> kind of a little bit. So yeah, I think they're trying to maybe. It's already been established that hey, they're. Their relationship with WWE is not really in danger. Like, mm-hmm. remember that rumor was going around that it was like a few weeks later. It's like, no, we're we're good, we're happy with it. Uh, I guess they're still trying to like show, yeah, we're totally all in on these games. Yeah. <laughs> um, they added some stuff for my GM. Uh, general improvements. Uh, match card size has been expanded. That was something people were complaining about. Oh shit! Nice. Um, some more character improvements. Like fixing the hair. Some of the hair looks a little wonky and create a wrestler and they've made it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, general improvement, uh, performance improvement. <laughs> so it's just like stuff where it kind of lags in the create modes, if you notice. Yep. Here and here. And a bunch of stuff for universe mode, which I haven't even gotten around to playing yet. So I don't even know. But it's, it's, there's a whole list of shit. I'll link it to you in the chat. You can look at it. You can find it if you just Google it. You'll see it. Yep. But uh, anything else? Yes. Uh, they dropped the teaser trailer for Thor Love and Thunder uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was unexpected. I, I didn't know to expect one to drop. It just showed up in my news feed on my phone. I was like, oh, and I watched it. And then, like, I'm not, I wasn't really looking forward to this one exactly because it's like I was saying in the chat before there was kind of a negative feeling towards it. Generally I felt, mm-hmm. uh, but this trail, this teaser trailer kind of clears it up, I think, and, and helps to establish like what the expectation should be. 
uh, instead of just like, oh, Thor's not going to be in it. He's going to be sidelined. He's going to be like, it's 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 not his rodeo anymore. And instead, I think this is this is Thor's last hoorah. This will be a, a celebration of him to send him off, kind of thing. Yeah, the passing of the torch. Uh, I didn't. I didn't fall for that. Like general hate train he's like oh my god it's gonna be a woman thor or like other people which they were going to extreme but like oh my god they're gonna turn thor into like a tranny or whatever and i'm like no like well just just to i guess clear that up the reason why some people feel that way is people don't like that that character run that arc in the comics it's been mostly negatively received Mm -hmm. people don't really want to see it like when they hear that like no we don't want to see that we like chris hemsworth i don't know what kind of deal they're running with him i don't know if he doesn't want to do it anymore whatever uh but you know they've taken other characters that people didn't know about at all before that were like honestly c-level characters and they've made them popular they made them work that's what i was gonna say like I understand that people who are well aware of comic books have a certain opinion about these kind of things, but it almost there. I don't want to say their opinion doesn't matter anymore, but at, at this point, like there's just so many people who only know these characters from the movies. It's you. It's just a blank slate. Like they have an opportunity to write this character correctly. So, you know, it almost doesn't even matter. Like maybe it's going to be great. Who knows? Maybe it's going to be terrible. It kind of is. Yeah, it's kind of like what you're saying. Like, it, I, I'm not saying like that whole, it, it had more to do with uh, generally, I think, the feeling that people had after it, uh, Endgame, uh, where there's some people that had the fatigue. They're like, I don't know. I don't know if they could do anything else after this. And some people are getting negative based off of that. And it became like a loop. <laughs> and then they, they see like the announcements for like what is phase four, what's coming up. And it's it on the, just on paper, it looks underwhelming mm-hmm. because, you know, all the heavy hitters are gone. You know, all the mm-hmm. big established characters are, are pretty much gone except Spider-Man, who's now gone again for, for the foreseeable future. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it came off good to me. Uh, I think it's going to be good. Like, I have, I have a positive feeling just out, out of watching the trailer. Yeah, I, I mean... I've only seen the first Thor. Um, I heard Thor 2 was not great, so I never watched it, and I never saw Ragnarok, because I I got hit with the fatigue um, when it came to Thor, uh, and I'm one of those people um, that are, like, I thought Endgame should be the end, um, but I know, you know, it's money, and people are going to want to cash on these other uh superheroes but i don't know i mean what what can you do like when you when you said it was underwhelming uh people want their iron mans people want their captain americas and thors so i i'm interested i'm interested to see where it will go from here like spider-man seemed like it was holding the fort which they kind of still in with the third movie um and maybe they'll build up on that with Doctor Strange too. Um, I think it's going to. I think that's what's happening there. Because you need to have those pillars again. Like in when it first happened, you had Hemsworth, you had uh, 
Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Hey, Robert Downey Jr. Chris, Chris Pine. Evans. Yeah. Um, yes, Chris Evans. Chris Pine! Wrong Chris! <laughs> yeah. You There's so many Chris's. <laughs> yeah, so, so you had those pillars, right? And you're just like... Because I, I will admit this. When when superhero movies started getting a bigger budget uh, and things were looking good, like you had Iron Man, you had Thor, you had Captain America... Like those early stages of those Avengers uh, storylines universe was cool, um, but me, yeah. I, I got to a point where I'm just like I don't care anymore because the Avengers storyline, in my opinion, ends there. You could do a new Avengers, but you gotta solidify the new pillars, the new foundation. Uh, That's yeah, I get what you're saying. That's the thing is, I think this is setting up the next phase where they really start bringing in more heavy hitters which is fantastic four which is yes. x-men they yeah, they're gonna build it up now i mean they got a lot of extra stuff they can do now so i think dr strange 2 is gonna be the first x-men tie-in the thing that starts the whole x-men ball to roll there's three comic book series that i'm really actually for i count wolverine in there as well um but the three comic book series that i adore are iron man Fucking Spider Man and Fantastic Four. Fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah, Fantastic Four does not have a good movie yet. No. <laughs> it never has. Yes. The closest there's so many get. cool Fantastic Four stories, too. Mm -hmm. And I, I never was really that big a fan of that team, you know, that, that book. Um, mm -hmm. But, like, I actually read some old John Byrne Fantastic Four. And I'm like, I get it. Like, I, I get why yeah. people like this now. And finally, Clay is, oh, it's like outrageous and fun and interesting and like creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, none of the movies have really hit that mark. Like I, the, the first one isn't a bad movie, but it's like, that's the closest it ever got to being any good. It was just okay. Maybe if that. Honestly, you know how they should kickstart Fantastic Four? They should just make a Doctor Doom movie. They should yes. just make a movie just about Doom and the Fantastic Four people are like in it. And at the end, like that, it sets up, it props up Fantastic Four. That's what I think they should do. Because Doctor Doom is like the most interesting thing about Fantastic he, Four anyway. He, and this is coming from someone who likes Fantastic Four. But. Yeah. He so, became a bigger character than the, the main book he spun out of, really. Like, right. So they should embrace it, that. There's not a lack of big, charismatic characters it's just that they're not established yet they're trying to get to that point to get them in there uh there's like kang the cocker is kind of a big villain he's sort sort of starting to get established out, out of that loki show mm -hmm. um and then you got dr doom and there's a bunch of there's a bunch of x-men villains oh my god yeah x-men <laughs> have all the cool i mean over in dc they have a lot of awesome villains but marvel has always kind of had like a weaker villain stock except when it comes to x-men but x-men and spider-man yeah usually i'm dying for a house of m fucking movie or really for that i know but i want one <laughs> i should start with that yeah. <laughs> all the mutants disappearing before we even meet them yeah. <laughs> i i love that comic book series but uh oh man yeah check out the check out the teaser i i, I got good vibes from it i think it's gonna be fun and it's coming yeah. out sooner than I thought it was going to. Dubs, do what I did. Just skip the second Thor. Just watch Ragnarok. It's awesome. It's one of my three favorite Marvel movies. It, the movie's so much fun. I love it to death. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm like a big fan of that stuff, but I'm not going to like 
you should watch Thor too. I just feel like a lot of people are, are overly harsh on it. Uh, and it I never saw good. it. I'd be open to seeing it. It's just, eh, it's just Ragnarok's just too good, too good. Yeah, you should you should check that one out. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know if Disney's ever going to capture that moment of Endgame for me because when Endgame happened, well, sorry, Infinity War Part One. That was the magic for me, where like it ended with fucking half of the fucking population disappearing. I was like, "This is this this it's ending here." Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, "This is awesome." Yeah, yeah, it's like everything cul- everything culminated to that moment, and it it works. Like, and I like both parts of it anyway. Like, it, you have to have both. Yeah. You know, so, Mister Stark, I don't feel so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have one last piece of news, which I should have like segued when you talked about uh, Sega before. Uh, Halo Infinite is gonna have a battle royale. So, what the fuck? I I I okay. I, I called it like I you was because I was like, wait a second, we don't have co-op and we don't have forge mode because. They're saving. They're probably putting their energy into a battle royale now. In their there's div- no forge tomorrow. That kind of sucks. I always had a lot of fun with that shit. Yeah, they're 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 saying that it might be included into this battle royale thing or whatever. Uh, and I will defend three four three for a little bit because they're having another company do the battle royale. They're not doing it. <laughs> so so like I'm like in my mind, I'm like, well, then you should be bringing out co-op, right? If they're focusing on Battle Royale, shouldn't you bring in co-op? Because that's the main thing in the Halo series, is playing the campaign with your buddies. Yeah. And you can't do that. <laughs> it's be- delayed. Should have came out day one. But I, I digress. I-, I just wanted to say I called it Battle Royale was happening to Halo. That-, that game's a success, right? I was at a GameStop recently, and it was already marked down to either 30 or 40 or something. I was like, wait a minute. It's a popular game, right? Is it not? They're losing players online because mm. uh, there's no content. Uh, there's limited uh, maps. Uh, we waited six months for another season with an addition for two maps. Keep this in mind. There was more maps in Halo Reach in day one compared to uh, six months already into the, the game launching. Ooh. Damn. Is, is there like a horde mode or a horde mode? Is there a firefight mode? Nope. God damn it. Yep. And, How, it, and I'm it, not missing anything with this game, it sounds like, because all the shit I like isn't in it. Yeah. I love co op. I love firefight mode. I love forge stuff. Here's what I'll say Master Chief uh, Collection is on sale. Pick that up because every game mode is in there. They have a, they're updating that game and they're not updating Halo Infinite. Keep that in mind. There's a there's a new firefight mode with the flood in it. Oh my god! Are you <laughs> yeah, in, in Master Chief uh, Collection. Well, I'm not saying like, yeah, I'm not saying that's terrible that they're doing that, but it's kind of like sending a bad message for that game. I think. Um, how do you even measure the the metric of whether or not this game is successful or not now? Because Microsoft, so they're pushing that Game Pass thing so hard. And like, what do you do? Do you measure? Do you still measure sales? Like, I'm I'm confused. I I I'm I'm gonna do an Alex Jones uh, Alex Jones conspiracy theory uh, with three four three. I feel like 
they wanted to show that hardcore fans that they don't matter anymore because they launched with this uh, team deathmatch and and the game modes, by the way, that are in the old Halo games, just yeah. so that it would fail on purpose, just so that they could bring out this battle royale. Because before this game launched, all the big streamers like Doctor Disrespect and Tim the Tatman's, all the people that play battle royale games, were like, "Oh, this game is gonna die within six months or three to six months." Which, in the end, they're right. Um, and because they didn't have a battle royale mode, nobody cared about it. Because battle royale is the the bees to knees. Um, now they're gonna whip it out. They're probably gonna have. Uh, population now because it's it's a free to play so if they say hey here's a battle royale with cool features in it people are going to go to it because they're used to the battle royale format fortnite warzone and apex legends so they're going to be like oh we want something new let's go over there now hmm. with 343's track record of not having a great uh success of developing games you have to have a good roadmap for these people that play Apex, Warzone, and Fortnite. Because they're always having flow of content. So I think they literally just said, fuck you, uh, hardcore fans. We just want the mass now. We want the casual people who play Battle Royale. And that's my Alex Jones uh, conspiracy theory. Am I an old man? I'll tell you what 343 is doing. They're turning the freaking frogs gay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're turning the frog gay. Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, Xbox gamers gay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being old and I want the old school uh, arena play where I'm just playing against five other people doing capture the flag and all that stuff. And that's why I said, you know, they're taking out game modes that have been there for 10 years. All the stuff that you've been playing on Halo 2, 3, and Reach and all that stuff, they didn't have fucking SWAT mode on, on day one. We got that three months down the road. Every game mode should be out when the game launches. They're treating it like it's fucking the next season uh, of the roadmap. Like, okay, guys, guess what? You're getting two maps and you're getting two uh, game modes, like Griff Ball or whatever and SWAT. And it's just like, no, we we don't want that. I I know what they're doing. They're, they're trying to make it look like their game is like popular and they that they don't care about the cosmetics that they need to sell which which they totally want to sell to keep afloat then maybe you should have made the game pay make me pay for this multiplayer game i don't know it's never a good idea to develop a game and regress so far <laughs> like let's go backwards and take like three quarters of the features out like what mm -hmm. oh, oh. Get the Master Chief Collection. It's on sale right now on Steam and the Xbox Store. Um, I highly recommend that because it has everything in it. Uh, and they're still updating it. Uh, but other than that, we're out of news. We're done with the news. Yeah, there's no wrestling news. Nothing. Nothing's happened. Yeah. That, that makes me scared that over the course of this week to the next episode of Get Some Caller, a bunch of shit's going to fucking happen. Yeah. Um... <laughs> That always happens to us. But if you want to catch more Big Trouble podcasts or get in some color or the Nemesis Project or our Metal Gear podcast coming soon, uh, make sure you do uh, go on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on the YouTubes, 
we're there also. Um, but until next time, remember Blues Brothers next week, and um, we'll see you next week. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Wolfman's got nards. <laughs>